message I started last week and uh, has to do with uh, our financial blessings upon our lives. And that's escape from financial hardship. Escape from financial hardship. Father, I just ask that your spirit will move today and touch our hearts and deliver us from ignorance so that we can begin to operate in the principles of your kingdom. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's so important that we understand the principles that God has given to us from the scriptures with regards to finances. Many times Christians don't want to hear too much about finances. Sometimes we feel like, well, this is kind of foreign to the church. And uh, just take the offering and don't talk about wealth. Because all we think about is what we hear from people that money is the root of all evil. How many heard that? Money is the root of all evil. But the scripture didn't say money is the root of all evil. It's saying the love of money is the root of all evil. Because what God wants from us is to love him first. Money is a tool. It's a very, it's a very important tool in our Christian life. We need the money. To do the work of God. And I said in the first service, I have, we have a vision in our church to plant a church. We've already bought a land in Nigeria to, to build a church there. And, uh, it takes money. We had to pay for the land. A lot of people were clamoring to pay for that land. It was a good spot. We needed the money and we were able to pay for it. And that's because you gave. Amen. And uh, we needed to pay for the television before we paid for it. The first Sunday I talked about it, we had about $2,100 coming. The next Sunday, we had that. That's because God is putting the money through individuals that he's blessing in the church. We need the money for the work of the living God. And God wants to put it through you. And that's why he, you must believe, notice the word I use, must believe that God wants to set you apart financially. Especially in these difficult times. You go around, you watch the television and all they're talking about is layoffs. Layoffs. You heard it? Layoffs. People losing their jobs all over the place. You need to understand that you don't belong to this economy you belong to God's economy you have to believe that it's not going to happen to you overnight but if you lay hold of God's promises and refuse to yield there is a principle that I've understood from the scriptures I know it and I stay with it because in everything that happens in your life God will put you through a test He wants to know first if you understand the scriptures. And if you truly understand the scripture, begin to walk in the scripture. You don't immediately receive the results. Anyone will tell you. There's always beginnings. He's going to put you through a test to see if you really believe that scripture. Or you will allow the enemy to steal the word of God from you and you bear no fruit. He's going to put you through a test. Sometimes very difficult times where you begin to wonder, did I hear this from God? Am I mistaken? 
He's going to put you through that. And once you refuse to yield, he knows he can trust you. I gave a word one time to a lady here about God. He just came from the Lord. I remember it because it upset her. God was saying, I need to put you to, I need to get you to a place where I can trust you. Because if he knows you way back and forth with his word, sometimes you believe, other times you don't. He knows he can trust you. I mean, we're dealing with the eternal seed of God's word. Incorruptible seed is very precious. To, for me to stand here and talk to you, to me, is something to thank God all every time. It's a great privilege. Don't know why God will pick somebody to do this for him. That's a great privilege. So this word, for him to trust you, you have to be put through a test. And if you don't pass the test, he knows he can trust you. He can do business with you. You can do business with somebody you don't trust. So God really wants to set his children apart financially. Jesus spoke a lot about money. Read the gospel. He spoke a lot about money. Because it's a major part of our life. You need to pay your bills. Right? If somebody is suing you, that's big money. You have to get a lawyer. Right? You got to come up with the money. And we live in this world and all kinds of things are happening in the world. So we really need to get focused on God and believing that our Heavenly Father wants to set us apart financially. Why? I have four reasons why I believe God wants to set us apart financially. The first one I said last Sunday is the prophetic word. The prophetic word, Isaiah chapter 60, makes it very clear. It says, Behold... The darkness, the darkness, meaning it's a programmed darkness that's going to be in the world. The darkness shall cover the earth. No doubt about it. Deep darkness on the people. There, there is darkness. Today, people are in darkness, confused about the economy. The president doesn't know what to do about it. He's hoping what he's trying, the stimulus package is going to happen. But they don't even know. The vice president don't even know. There is nobody, no president in the world really knows what to do right now because this is a spiritual thing. It's the deep darkness over the people. But the word, the prophetic word says, when there is deep darkness over the people, the Lord will arise upon you. And His glory shall be seen in you. His glory shall be seen in you. In the Old Testament, Moses said, I want to see your glory. God said, I will let my goodness pass by you. His glory represents His goodness. The Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen in you. In other words, they will see God's goodness in your life. How God is treating you and your family, setting you and your family apart, so that you are truly the light of the world and the salt of the earth. These things are true. That's why it's called the gospel. Until you believe it and step out in faith, you would never walk on water. So that's what it is. The prophetic word. Now he says in that prophetic word, Gentiles will come to your light. The unbelievers will see there's light in you. You are set apart from the rest of the world. You are blessed of God and they will come to your light. They want to learn. How did you get this? 
Gentiles will come to your light. And it says kings will also come to the brightness of your rising. And I shared about Rick Warren. We didn't know much about Rick Warren. And now the presidents want to talk to him. That's a preacher. I talked about T.D. Jakes. Many of us, I went to Nigeria for a brief time. I never heard of anybody like T.D. Jakes. And I came back, it was the man all over the place. For years that man has been preaching the gospel. Nobody knew about him. When you seek the Lord in secret place, he reveals you in the open. He, he was seeking God, loved God all along. But he wasn't seeing God was preparing, cooking him up for the world. Amen. To show him as a light. And, and uh, Carlton Pearson decided to put him on. And uh, Paul Crash saw him on television. He wasn't the proper slot. He said, who is this guy? I, I don't know. Who is this guy? Why haven't I known about this fellow? Where has he been hiding? We got to get him on. Before long, presidents want to talk to him. That's the scripture. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. That's what this Bible tells us. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 2 and 3. Second thing that God wants to do is to help you make the right choices. That's why he wants to have you have money. It's true. So you can make the right choices. I mean, I believe that money in the hands of God is an instrument to keep you clean. For you to make the right choices. I shared in the first service, I was in a church in Georgia. When I went into the ministry newly. Fresh, you know what I mean? It just kept going. I was in this church preaching and God did a lot of miracles. People were healed, deaf ears, heart condition and all of that. And this preacher was saying to them, he is going to be going to Africa a few days from now. Can you imagine God doing all these miracles? People will come to the Lord and he was taking great offerings. The next night, he begged me to stay a few more nights. I stayed the next few nights. He said, good luck, you won't believe this. There are two former multi-millionaires that are back in church and he pushed it he said i'm telling you we're taking a good offering from brother good luck he's going to africa he's going to be preaching the message to them and i was counting my dollars you know <laughs> because what we need we needed to to do that crusade in nigeria in those days it was just angel and i no church behind us no church behind us including our church it was just us i mean nothing against our church but we were just alone trying to do the work it was the truth so as he was doing that, I was saying, man, this is great. I, he was rejoicing about the multi-millionaires coming back and they were giving because they, were, they had stopped going to church. They came back. You understand what I'm saying? Because of what they heard. And pastor was happy. And they, he pushed the offering thing and they were writing checks. I bought my ticket probably maybe $300. You know how much I got from that service few nights? $300 plus. Pastor never gave me, even his member told me, one of the members says, we know pastor is not going to give you all that money. If he had $40,000 in the bank, you think he'll do that? 
Probably not. Not for that change. He won't damn his soul for that. Money in your hand is to help you make the right choices when you were tested. So you don't lie because you don't have it to give at that time. You understand? And that's what the Bible tells us in, in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 and 15. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. This is talking about Jesus, right? Cut butter and honey. God is saying, for my son, I need him to have all. So he will know to choose the good. These are not my words. These are things coming from the scriptures. Please don't fight the word of God. Accept the word of God for your life. These are not my words. If Jesus needs curds, butter and honey for him to know, to refuse. If I need whatever he had. Third reason, because of the gospel. God wants you to have because of the gospel. The gospel has to be supported. I needed, I didn't realize how, how much money was important with regards to spreading the gospel until we started, Angela and I went into the ministry. It was difficult. I was using, we were using from our own savings in those days to do ministry. And it was, Annie Jackson was such a blessing <laughs> in those days. Annie gave so much. I couldn't believe I was telling somebody who prophesied to her as a pillar. I said, you got it right because she was very helpful to us in those days. Help us when we could have been discouraged. Annie would give and it was something else. We needed the money then. We needed to spread the gospel. We needed to go. My desire is to go ahead and build this church. One church first. Once that church is planted, we want to stop from that, start from that church and begin to plant churches everywhere. Say, so, well, we have churches over there. I don't care. If we can get one person saved and come to church and disciple them, that's good for us. All it takes is money. Just money. And we'll get some, we'll get some people in there. We'll train the pastors and send them to the villages. I would like to send Pastor West or maybe Mark, Pastor Wendy, whoever. Just pay for it and send them over there for a week to minister to the people who take money. And I tell you this, God will give me that money, give us that money to do it. I really believe that because we have that for the gospel, the money will be there to do it. Now look at what it says in Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. Again, proclaim saying, Thus said the Lord of hosts, my city shall again, whose cities? My city, God's cities, shall again spread out through what? Prosperity. If you want the kingdom of God to spread around the world, how is, according to the word of God, how is it going to happen? Through prosperity. You mean God is going to leave heaven and come down here to be prosperous on the earth? No. Through you, through your prosperity, the, God, the kingdom of God is spread out. That's what we're saying. It says the Lord will again comfort Zion. You know, why will prosperity comfort Zion? When they are hurting, they are not comforted. 
when they are when they have financial hardship they are not comforted so the lord will spread out through prosperity and then will comfort his people as every need is met met and the bible talks about the land flowing with milk and honey that's the promised land and will again choose jerusalem if you will set your heart to to propagate the gospel of the lord jesus christ you are you that becomes something that eats you up you're giving financially you're doing whatever if, if you have to go you're willing to go i tell you if you get in that mode you will never lack if your motives are right everything is right and it's really about the gospel you will never lack you may go through some difficult times i believe that's that period of test god is trying to see if he can trust you you will never lack you know the bible says signs and wonders follow who follow yeah signs and wonders follow the believer money follows the gospel preacher truth money will always follow the gospel that's the truth money follows the gospel it's just a given if you doubt about if if you're in doubt about that i'll give you a scripture in luke chapter 9 god called his jesus called his disciples and sent them out two by two remember that and then in chapter 10 luke chapter 10 he called 70 of them and sent them two by two now one of the instructions he gave to them he says i'm going to teach you a lesson about this gospel preaching i don't want you to take money with you remember that don't take any money don't provide any money and in luke chapter 22 he asked them he said come come i need to ask you a question when the last time you know they, they forgot about it it was no big deal to them they came back rejoicing all of their needs were met i'm sure they came back with some money in their pocket and nobody talked about that but later before jesus went to the cross he called his disciples he said when i sent you out to preach the gospel two by two and you had no money with you did you lack anything their reply was no lord no lord when you make the kingdom of god number one in your life you may not get that money because your mind is not focused on money but god knows you need the money money follows the gospel if you start giving towards ministries <laughs> that are reaching out to people ministries in the church just to reach out and you keep giving for the work of god you will never lack because in that way you have made the lord your shepherd amen you don't care about money seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all of these things that the gentiles are killing for that the gentiles are lying for that the gentiles are cheating people for just to get he says they will be added to you i don't want you to get the world the get it i'll give it my way and my way is the kingdom way the kingdom when you look into the kingdom of god and you begin to sow into the kingdom that means you are sowing into heaven and you are putting your money in the heavenly bank you get your money with interest amen right here on earth 
if you totally give yourself to the gospel preaching. I tell you what, you know, last week we gave uh, tracts to people. Some people are into it, some people are not. But watch those who are into it. You, it's like a mystery. <laughs> it doesn't take too long before things begin to change for them. Not the up and down situation. You understand what I'm saying? Staying constantly, consistently the same. It's a decision you make in your heart. Things will begin to change. You won't know how. You don't understand it. I can see that changing in my own home. He's changing. Angel and I were talking about it just being like this. It just keeps going up. But the beginning was not like it. And at the beginning, you never have a dream. But the Lord has even, he told me a long time ago, you'll never suffer want. I have it written and I believe it with all of my heart. It will never happen. And I'm not depending on anybody. I'm depending on him. All I need to do is focus on the gospel. How he's going to come, I don't care. I used, it used to be very difficult for me to receive gifts from people. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't feel that way. If you give it to me, let it be 10,000. I'll just tell you, thank you very much and walk away. <laughs> because you are giving for your own good okay the Lord is going to bless you no doubt about it I know he put it through you and more is coming you gave me just part of what he gave to you (laughs) and more is coming because you're giving to the work amen so you just move on and more is coming you know when you truly put out yourself for the gospel the Bible tells us in John chapter 4, it tells us very clearly there, he who reaps, receives wages. You heard that? He who reaps, receives wages, and gathers fruit unto eternal life. Amen? We got it on? Yeah. He who reaps, receives wages. Now, when you talk about wages, you know what Christians would do, I mean, religious people, the first thing they think about, oh, the wages is when we get to heaven. That's not what it says. The fruit that you are gathering into eternal life, that's the soul, amen? But the wages is your labor for God. He pays you. He pays you when you win souls. That's labor. Somebody, you, you have to be paid for your labor, right? God is a good employer. Amen. That's why I love to be employed by him. I don't have to look to you for my own sustenance. No, he will, as I labor, he blesses. Now, he's not going to come from heaven and say, yeah, good luck, take a check. He'll use somebody. But I'm glad, I'm glad for whoever he wants to use. Amen. He who reaps, receives wages. When you work for the kingdom, for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, I told you money follows the gospel. You receive your wage. It's coming to you and God will pay you. And the reason why he will put it in your hand is because of the gospel. He knows if you are not going, you will be giving out to somebody to do to go. You've made that kingdom of God number one in your life. That's number three. The fourth thing is because of his covenant with us. His covenant. We are God's covenant people. I shared here previously this. It's so important. You need to really understand this. That you are a bride of Christ. You are. 
the bride, that's the church, but individually. Jesus was the second Adam, remember? The Bible tells us that. Jesus was the second Adam. He was Adam, like the very first Adam. He was the undertype of the first Adam. And the first Adam, God said it wasn't good for that to be alone. Right? He had to create some partner that looked exactly like the first Adam. And they both were supposed to have dominion over everything. Not just Adam, but Adam and his bride as well. And before God did that, he put the first Adam through a deep sleep. Right? And out of his side, he opened the side, took one rib, and gave Adam his wife. And Adam said, now, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. We're one. The second Adam went through the same, amen, a deep sleep for three days. His side was pierced, amen. My wife is laughing at me. I need to go to this. This is a joke in our home. And I can never get rid of it, okay? You bear with me. They, my, my daughter says, whenever I say three, I do this. <laughs> and I've tried to do this, it never works. I always do this, okay? It's three. <laughs> three, okay? <laughs> so as soon as I tra- said three days and I did this, Angela said, he started again. <laughs> three. Next time I will be doing three. <laughs> Amen. But for three days, God put Jesus through a deep sleep. And out of his side, we came. That's why the Bible says we are joint heirs with him. Joint heirs. Whatever belongs to the Lord and the whole universe belongs to him. is ours as well. So we need to understand that because of the covenant... It was his blood that brought us together. We are now one with Jesus. And the covenant is God's power to free us from any financial difficulty, financial hardship. It is God's hammer to break every and any financial hardship in our lives. You have to understand we only stand with God because of the covenant. The covenant is superior to recession. The covenant is superior to what do you call is this a depression? Inflation. The covenant is superior to any kind of problem that you can go through. The covenant is superior to any of that kind of stuff. What's in the covenant? Do you want to know one of the goods that the covenant delivers to us it's called the power to get wealth this is one good that the covenant delivers to us the power to get wealth and I'm going to share this scripture with you in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18 and you shall remember the Lord your God He wants you to remember the Lord your God for or because it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Wealth belongs to the Lord. 
The power to get wealth belongs to us. God is saying, remember me, don't make money your goal. Don't chase after money. Don't chase after connection. Don't chase after people that can help you to get money. Forget all of them. Lay hold of the covenant that you have with God. It says, God, remember that the Lord, your God, He is the one that you are in covenant with. He is the one that gives you power to get wealth. Why? He says that He may establish His covenant, which He swore to your fathers, as it is this day. So for God to establish His covenant with you as a person, money is required. Wealth is required. I didn't say that. Read it from the scriptures. I think we have been brainwashed. And the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he, so is he. We have been brainwashed to think that money is evil, we don't need any of that. But money is just a tool. It's when you chase after money that it becomes a problem. You become a servant of money instead of allowing money to be your servant. It's just a tool. Pastor, you got something to do in Nigeria, come. Let me give you $10,000. It's nothing to you. You don't hold back. So money is a non-entity as far as you're concerned. You're only focused on your God. It's nothing. You don't chase after money. The rest of the world, they're chasing after money. But for you, it's a tool. And God has given you the power to get it so you can do, use it as a servant to do whatever you want for the kingdom of God. To establish His covenant with you. Now, if money was evil, why would God give you money, I mean the power to get wealth? If wealth was an evil thing, why would God give you the power to get wealth? And why does he tie the wealth to his covenant? He said, we've been brainwashed. You know, many times we hear things like this and say, well, my life is being this way. Nothing is going to change. You stopped it. We are very quick to tell people all you need to do is confess your sin. God will forgive you, right? We'll tell them, just, just confess it. Believe, if you, you're truly sorry, just confess it. And if you believe it in your heart, just say the words. And we do that, we say, okay, now say these words after me, right? And you say those words and they say it. And then you tell them, well, because you said that your sins are forgiven. Where did you get that power from? You got it from reading the scriptures, right? And, and, and as they say those words and they believe it, guess sometimes they, you have tears in their eyes. And they feel they're free. What did you just do? You just showed them the scripture and helped them to walk with it. Well, why don't you do the same with this? He gives you the power to get wealth. Why don't you change your mind about it? Why don't you repent about your past and begin to say, God, I welcome this. I don't understand it. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm, I'm welcoming this. I'm ready for it. Give it to me. And I will surely give you glory. Right? Next, I know what we say. God will give you glory. And you really mean it. I'll give you glory. I mean, I'll give it back to you. I'll give it back to you. So the covenant is God's hammer for breaking financial hardship. In it is the power to get well. There are two things that are needed for you to operate the power to get wealth. The first thing is you must be born again, truly born again. 
No holding back. You know, people hold back. They are walking the fence. They are not in. They are not out. You're not going to get God's blessing. You have to understand there are two ways. Many, I used to wonder why are people, those that don't worship God, why do they have so much wealth? Some of them. Yeah, they have their two systems in the world. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. You can operate in the kingdom of the world, which is a whole lot of labor, cheating, lying, and, and all, killing, and all of that, selling dope, and all of that to get money. But with that, you have a lot of sorrow added to it. But when you do it God's way, God gives you the money, but there's no sorrow because your heart is not in it. You are for the kingdom of God. So the, you have to be born again to be able to operate. God says, I am the one that's giving you the power to get that the covenant that I have with you might be established. You have to receive that power, and you receive that power once you become a part of the covenant. Now use that power. The second thing that we need is a working knowledge of the covenant. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. So we have to have a working knowledge of the covenant that we belong to. The covenant that God is giving to us. I found this scripture and it's so important. That's Psalm uh, 35 verse 27. It, it, that God rejoices, takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Just like any father. Just like any father. There is an overriding desire in God's heart for every of his child, just like any father on the earth, to be doing well. Prosperous. Doing well in every area. Because he's, he's the heavenly father. Any good father will rejoice when their children are doing well. Right? They are doing well financially. They are married. They are doing well. They are having good kids. The kids are edu they are getting educated. No trouble in the home. No fighting. The father is pleased. They can't even stop talking about their children. This father that doesn't talk much, as soon as you mention children, he's going to be telling you everything about his child because they are doing well, right? Huh? They want to tell you everything about their children. In the same way, God takes pleasure. I like it when Pastor Andy starts telling me about all his kids and how they are doing well. <laughs> now I'm beginning to reply to him. I got my kids. They're doing well. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So God has that overriding desire. You need to understand that. You want to know God's will? He takes pleasure in your prosperity. God takes pleasure in your success in life. You have to believe this. And thank Him for it. And begin to ask Him, God, what do I do? Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. When we're about to go out on a, way, on a Friday, uh, Saturday morning, we're going out to put our tracks, I will be there, number one. If you really believe this thing, right? <laughs> I be can't mean. Seek first the kingdom of God. And God will set you apart. I tell you what, he will be so jealous of you. He'll send angels to God to be around about you. Nothing's going to touch that servant of mine. He did that for Job. 
You ain't touching that. You can touch the rest of them, but not, not that, that guy. That's mine. That's you. And you remember how wealthy Jesus was. Amen. God wants to bless you. Don't, don't chase after money. Chase after God. Don't chase after men. To help you. Men, even if they are powerful men, they will be dethroned. Economies will fail. Money will lose its value. Amen. Money will lose its value. You have a lot of them, it's called inflation. Amen. They have it, but you can't buy anything with it. What you need is the covenant. Stay close to the covenant. We're coming to this in the, in the, maybe by next week. When they had famine in the, in, the, in, in the land of Egypt and the whole world then, Jacob, you remember Jacob? He still had money. He says, take this money and the one that they put back in the bag, I'll double that and I'll send you back to him. Money was not the problem. He just didn't have half food. He had money. Amen. Amen. If Joseph would not, there was no problem. He'll have food for his family constantly. He had. That's what God wants to do. Chase after God. The covenant will never fail. Would you stand up with me this morning? The covenant of God will never fail. Next week, by the grace of God, we'll be talking about practical things to do. Amen? Practical things to do. And if you will believe those things and start to act on them, just because you heard the word. You see, when you hear God's word and you tremble, it's not, not this trembling, no, but you decide in your heart, I'm going to do that just because God said so. You know what you do? You have honored him. And he's going to be watching from then on to see what's going to happen with your life. I pray to the Lord that he'll give us five million years. And uh, I have been corrected many times as to not just millionaires, people who can give millions. <laughs> and I believe that in this Ark Fellowship, God is going to make that happen. God's going to make that happen. Amen? Yeah. And God wants to make that happen in your life. Now, this is what I want you to do this morning. What we heard this morning, be sold out to the gospel to spread in the word. If that's you, put, put your hand up if you want that. Because that's what God requires. Sold out for the gospel. You're already saved. You're going to be sold out to God. The second thing is you need to sell yourself up completely to the Lord. How many want to do that? All of me. I'm not holding back nothing for God right now. That's when you will have real life. That's when you will have real life. That's when you will have prosperity. This is exemption from financial hardship. I told myself and the Lord spoke to me about that 
no more want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Let's raise our hands to the Lord today and let him know that you are giving everything up for him because he gave everything up for you. And let him know no matter how young, no matter how old you are, because God can do for you in one year what you have worked 70, 60 years to get and you didn't get it. In one year, he can transform everything. And your latter years will be better. Amen. God can do it. All you need is to sell out totally to the word of God, the kingdom of God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what you want. Then let heaven come upon your life. That's a lot of gold. You walk on gold. Father, behold your people today. I pray for great financial blessings upon their lives. And Lord, they won't look to it. They will look to you constantly because it came from you. It's nothing to us. It's you that we want. But we need it as a tool to finish the work that you've given to us on the earth. I pray great financial blessings upon your people today. Let hardship be far from them. In the name of Jesus, let the recession have no effect upon their lives. Let them not give with fear in their heart, but give generously to your work so that you can pour out from heaven upon your lives. May the blessings of God come on them and overtake them. May they never recover from your blessings upon their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, for those of us who are workers in our church, if you do, you are working for us in any capacity. I'm going to obey the Lord. I need you to come up here because I want to pray for you as I feel led to do.